January, January the 9th through the 13th, that Monday through Friday, the 9th through the 13th, uh, we will start off the year uh, setting aside a week of focused prayer and fasting, consecration afresh to the Lord, his direction for that for the year and where he's leading us. So that will be the 9th through the 13th. We'll talk more about that. The month of January, I feel like the Lord's calling us to do some things to set aside and separate unto him uh, for how and he would and will continue to work. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I've asked Brother Reuben if he would come and open the word and share the heart of the Lord with us. Would you open your heart and receive from the Lord today in Jesus name? not quite as tall as him so i can't get away with that <laughs> amen glad to be here this morning uh i guess for me it's evening because i was here this morning so um have any of you ever said something and it finally hit you you know reality finally hit you right i remember my dad saying that wait till you get older you know things are gonna <laughs> things are gonna change you know and uh on the way here i was we were in the car and, you know, the kids were kind of throwing a fit about being here early, you know, uh, we we're here about 845 or 745, I think. So we were here pretty early. And so I, I, I they, they weren't having it, <laughs> you know, they wanted to sleep in and do all those things. And I, you know, we were coming down the road and um, I, I simply just told them, you know, it's uh, you don't understand now, but, you know, something you know, down the road, it's going to, you're going to be grateful that mom and dad told you we need to go, we need to be. And so um, in saying that, tell them, you know, I, I started to tear up because I, I realized, you know, eternity is forever, right? And uh, in, in telling them that the Lord gripped my heart and, you know, um, it's hard to wrap your mind around that, you know, eternity is forever, you know, um, so the sacrifice of sleep, it's a small price to pay for eternity. Amen. So I'm, I'm thankful that I, you know, no one drugged me. You know, I, I simply committed myself. You know, I was obviously a lot older than they were when they, you know, when I started coming to church. So I, I had to make my own choices, you know, and being kids, they don't really get to make certain choices. They just got to go, you know, and so... um with the help of the Lord, we're helping them make yes. certain choices. Amen. You know, um, like I said, eternity is forever and uh, forever. Yes. Amen. It's, we need to wrap our minds around that. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff we tell them, they're like, Dad, you know, we're tired of hearing it, you know. But you don't understand. It's forever. Right. Amen. Um, the Lord's been dealing with me, and I thought you were going to go into what I had to share. So we're going to go into the book of Philippians and we're just going to walk through the first chapter here, a couple of verses. Um, uh, the Lord's just been dealing with me about a couple of things. Um, and I'm just, I'm thankful for truth, thankful for the word. Um, really thankful to be here and be a part of the body. It's important. Amen. And so um, Philippians uh, chapter one and verse 12 um, you know, uh, 
I'm sure, you know, we're, we all have our own stories. You know, we've, we've gone through some things and dealt with some things and, uh, you know, at 15, 16, you know, I, I ran away from home and, um, you go through some things when you're by yourself, you know, um, I'm sure if you guys all took this mic, you will, you know, you guys have stories, but you go through some things and sometimes you don't see the, the end of the trials, you know, when you're in a certain trial, you don't even see the end. You're just focused on the trial, you know? And so, and going through some things, I realized that staying committed, even though I didn't like, you know, being in the trial, there's a set purpose after, you know, and until you come out of that, then you realize, man, that's what it was doing. That's what it was doing. You know, I, I'm not no longer addicted to those things. I'm not no longer, you know, and there's a purpose to the trials, yes. you know, and there's a purpose to stay committed. Right. right? People always tell me, man, you, you don't have to be there all the time. You know, I, and I hear that from my family. You don't always have to go to church and be involved, you know, but there's a commitment that happens. This is where I want to be. Yes. This is where I need to be. Yeah. And so they don't understand yet. Man, but when you go, when you go through some things, then you start understanding, okay, Lord, there's another one of the trials. Just help me to stay committed. Right. Because it's easy to take our mind off of him and focus on the situation and realize that it's bigger. You know, I, I, I speak from experience. I've gone through some things and um, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's a way out. But there is. There is. Um, so let's go ahead and start there. Verse 12. Uh, but I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Um, next verse. So that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Um, and Paul is talking about his being incarcerated and being in those chains and those bonds. Right. And he's saying, you know, yeah, you might see that I'm in this place and that, you know, you, the way you see me, there's not a way out. Yeah. But if you only understood that there's a purpose for this, if you understood that everything that has happened to me up to this point it's for a purpose. Amen. And it's, you know, it's like I said, it's easy to look at your situation and, you know, disqualify yourself. And people that know the things that you're going through, they'll know if your heart is sincere for the things of God because you'll stand. And no matter the situation or the circumstance, you'll still stand on the word of God, regardless of what's going on, regardless if. Your house is on fire. You know, I, the Lord's been dealing with me about um, staying committed. We've, we've been talking about that, being committed. You know, um, we can go ahead and read the next verse there. Um, some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. 
but what does it matter? I have the new international and then um, I'm going to go ahead and read 17 in the New International. It just reads, The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in these chains. And then verse 18, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. You know, and you're in a trial and people want to come and rescue you, you know, and I want to be rescued. But if you only understood that what I'm going through is for a purpose and you know, the, the apostle Paul, he, he says a lot of things in these scriptures and I don't know what it does for you, but it stirs my heart to know that regardless of the circumstance, the situation, and if he had any, if anybody had any reason to complain, it's him. It's him, right? And you know, I sometimes it's a struggle getting to church, and you think because you know you're dealing with something so small, and the enemy can make it look so big that you know it'll keep you from the things of God, it'll keep you from the Word of God, and you know. But stand on the Word. Stand on the word. The word's able to make one wise. It's able to deliver, set free. And he said, um, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know, verse 19, that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ that has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. And we're going to jump down to verse 27 there. Uh, same chapter and he's telling them whatever happens conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit striving together as one for the faith of the gospel saying, no matter what comes your way, I know that your faith will stand in the word of God, that your faith is going to be planted and rooted in the word of God, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of your situation. Like I said, if anybody had a reason to complain, it was him. But he went and he said, stand on the word of God, regardless of what's happening. Because through your situation, your gospel, the gospel will be preached. And people will see that, you know, I, I know it for a fact in my life. I've gone through some things that my family knows about and they know and they just they're they're waiting for me to be like, oh, well, this is just a show. This is, you know, he was just doing that for fun. But I've realized that when I stand on the word and I allow the word to bring me out of that situation, they know, man, how, how do they how I, I it doesn't make sense. Right. But it's because of him. Right. He said for the furtherance of the gospel. And I don't I don't see it yet. And I might not understand yet, but there will come a time where the Lord's going to reveal that to me. You went through this situation, this trial to reach this individual. Yes. You know, it's not always about preaching the word to somebody, but how you live is a testimony. You know, and, you know, if anybody sees that, it's your family. You know, they'll, they'll see that if you're sincere about the things of God. Um, where are we at here? 
uh, verse 28. I'm going to read down to, to 28. Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Since you are going through the same struggles you saw I had and now hear that I still have. The saying just because you come to Christ doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. You're going to go through some things. But you got to determine in yourself where your faith stands. And man, if you're going to be tossed to and fro from every situation, because situations will come. And it's like a daily thing, right? Tomorrow's situation might be different than today's. And they will test your faith. And I know it to be true. And he was saying, regardless of what I'm, I'm in chains and I'm in bonds, but I'm not letting that affect me because the gospel is still going to be preached. Yes. And if, it gave faith to those that heard that he was in chains and bonds and he was still magnifying God. Right? The gospel was being preached regardless of the situation he was in. And I've noticed that in my life. Yeah, I'm going through something, but I'm going to make it to the house of God. I'm going to search the word. I'm going to strengthen my relationship, even though I don't see an end. Because there's an expected end for all of us. Amen. And the word will lead us and guide us. And your trials and your situations, they might seem big. But focus on the word. The word will guide you through. And I guarantee you, it won't destroy you, but it's for the strengthening, the sharpening, yes. man. And it's important that we focus on the word. The word will lead us through it. And if I ever know, you know, if I ever needed help, it was in the word, right? People can give you advice. They can tell you how to do things and how to go about it. But only the word can truly deliver you out of that situation, yes, amen. man. And sometimes we just, we need to be refined. You know, we need to go through trials. We need to go through situations, man. We need to be refined. We need to be made pure. And so the Apostle Paul is saying, even though I'm here, the gospel is still being preached. Stop focusing on your situation and your trial. Because that's where the enemy will want you, you know, will want you to focus the situation, the trial, and he'll keep you from reaching those. You know, and the situation, they speak, they speak loud to people. They do. You think no one's watching the things that you're going through, but they're watching, they're seeing, yes. and it speaks to them, man. And it's important that we, that we seek the word like that. You know, Lord, whatever you're doing in me through this trial, you know, let me come out better with a different mindset. You know, strip away what you're desiring to take away yes. in this situation. You know, because I've realized that when I've gone through some things, and I come out, I feel 20 pounds lighter, you know, because he's, he's taken that away from me. You know, he's, he's taken those things that don't need to be there. He's delivered me from some things that I don't even know. But just for whatever reason, when I come out of that, man, I feel, I feel better. And, and then we look back at those situations and we realize, is that what I was, you know, upset about? Is that what I was toiling about? Is that what, you know, that, that little thing was keeping me back? You know, it's important. That we purpose and commit to stand firm on the word of God, regardless of our trials. You know, and that's what I was telling, you know, that's when I told my son, you know, it's, it's for a season. You know, you don't understand now.
but it's for a season. It's it's, it's for a season, you know, and uh, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to endure it when you're going through it. But your you know, your circumstance will change. Your situation will change if you keep your mind on Christ, man. We just pray and exalt Him, Lord. We thank you, Father. Lord, you know, Father, what we're going through. You know that our situation is no greater than you. Father, we trust you. Uh, we know you will have your way in us through every situation and every trial. Lord, we thank you. We praise and worship you, Father. Let us endure for a little while, but after there is joy and peace in the name of Jesus. Uh, we thank you. Have your way in us. Uh, whatever it is, through every situation and every trial, Father, let your will be done. Let your will be established through every season of our lives, wherever we're at in this time and this walk. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We lift you up, Father. We exalt you. We exalt you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 I believe the Lord is seeking to impart understanding to us. We, you know, we have this, um, we seek to live a life that is free from pressure, from problems, from pain. And um, that's not the design of God. That's not the design of God. The design of God is that we come to understand His grace is sufficient for me. Right? His grace is sufficient. When, when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me, right? That's how the verse reads. He didn't say, I can do all things through Christ who delivers me out of every problem, pain, and pressure. No, he strengthens me. He gives me grace. You understand grace is the ability to do what I cannot do myself. That's what grace is. Grace isn't the okay to live however I want to live. Grace is the enabling power of God to do what I cannot do on my own. And so our life, as Brother Ruben said, becomes a testimony of the power of God operating through us. Man, I don't know how you walk through what you walk through. Oh, I didn't do it. God was with me. The strength of God operated in my life. The power of God operated in my life. Let me tell you about the Lord I serve. And it becomes an open door of witness. Those verses he read there in, first, in Philippians, the first chapter, for the furtherance of the gospel. He said in verse 17, I'm set for the defense of the gospel. Verse 27 said, for the faith of the gospel. Let your conversation be in the gospel. I think Paul realized it's all about the gospel. In one place, the apostle Paul made this statement. He said, there is committed to me a dispensation of the gospel. Woe unto me if I don't preach it. So he dedicated his life to doing just that. Regardless of what he dealt with. You ever read about the stuff he dealt with? I mean, oh, look at, where's that here? Second, Second Corinthians chapter 11. Just give a few more minutes here. The Lord's trying to help us understand something. Look, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 
21. Watch what he says. He said, I speak as concerning reproach. That doesn't sound good. Nobody wants reproach. But he said, I speak concerning reproach as though we had been weak. How be it? Whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. He's driving out this idea of let's compare lives. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, he said. Watch what he said. Now he begins to give an example of some of the stuff. This is a man who committed his life to the gospel. Anybody interested in committing your life to the gospel, being used for the Lord, God working through your life and mine? Okay, get ready. This is why Agrippa said, almost you persuade me. Watch what Paul said. I'm in labors more abundant. I'm working. I'm in stripes above measure. That means he got beat. His back was beat with stripes. I'm in prisons more frequent. I'm in deaths off. What does that mean? I mean, a lot of stuff had to die in his life. Of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one, 39 stripes. Five times. Anybody been beat with stripes five times? Keep going. Right? Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. And they left him for dead, by the way. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, perils in this, man, a lie. You ever read that? In perils among false brethren. Keep going. In weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Hold on a minute. I didn't sign up for all this. Oh, and beside those things that are without, that which comes on me daily, the care of all the churches. But now watch verse 29. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? Oh, he's saying one of those things offended you when something like that happened to you? I burned not. He said, I don't have an offense. Matter of fact, it was Apostle Paul that said in Acts, I do always exercise my conscience to have a conscience of a void of offense toward God and toward men. I do always exercise myself, he said, to have a conscience. Go back to that verse a minute. I think we need to see that again. Who's weak and I am not weak? Who's offended? See, I hear John the Baptist's disciples coming to Jesus when John the Baptist is in prison. And he tells his disciples, go ask him if he's the one. And they go to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples, and they say, hey, are you the one or do we look for another? They ask the question that John the Baptist told them to ask. And Jesus said, you go tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised to life, the poor have the gospel preached to them. 
Tell him that. Oh, and one more thing I want you to tell John. Tell John, blessed is the man that's not offended in me. What's he talking about? Blessed is the man, John, that's not offended in how I choose to use him. Blessed is the man that's not offended in the way that I order his life. I know some of you know this, but John the Baptist, when he baptized Jesus, saw him coming. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, didn't he? But now he's in prison. What happened? His circumstance changed. Life is no longer going the way he thought. Jesus was his cousin, you understand, six months older. Or young, Jesus was six months younger. He declared him as the Messiah. John the Baptist knew, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make it. He knew he was the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Old Testament. He knew it. But when he ended up in prison, questions started to fill his mind. Doubt. When his circumstances weren't ideal anymore. He wasn't out in the wilderness with the anointing anymore. Now he was in prison and he wasn't sure what was going on. It looked like life could be over. Jesus said, tell John, blessed is the man that's not offended in how I choose to use him. Why? Because John, your life served the purpose I intended for it. It furthered the gospel. brother. It furthered the gospel. Who's weak and I'm not weak? Who's offended and I burn up? Spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is when I learn not to complain about what I'm going through. And I begin to praise and seek His purpose in what I'm going through. That's spiritual maturity. That's what the Lord's talking to us about today that Brother Reuben brought to us from Paul in the first chapter of Philippians. Paul said he was in prison often. I have not spent any time in prison involuntarily. I have no desire to be in prison often. Could happen before this is all over. If the Lord tarries, I wouldn't be surprised that some of us will go to prison for preaching this gospel. What was the purpose of prison? Well, I can tell you one thing. More than half of the letters that you and I read from the Apostle Paul, he wrote while he was in prison. You and I have the benefit of the Word of God through the hand of the man of God because God said, i got to put him in a place where I can keep him still so he can write what I tell him. You know why? Because if he wasn't in prison, Paul was going somewhere else to preach the gospel. And the Lord like, the only way I can get this man still. So he'll write what I tell him. If he can't go, he'll have to send a letter. He doesn't even know I'm going to take those letters and I'm going to use them for thousands of years later, maybe. Oh, you may not understand the prison right now. Stay in relationship with God. Let God's purpose be wrought in you wherever you are. Purpose no matter where you are. God, you get glory out of this. God, use this quiet place. Use this lonely place. Use this empty. Use whatever this place is in my life for your glory. If you and I can somehow do that by the grace of God, and we can only do it by the grace of God, 
It's possible that should the Lord tarry, what He does in us, with us, and through us will outlive us. But whatever He does through us that's born of the Spirit will never die. It's eternal. This might sound arrogant. I do not mean it so. But I've thought, should the Lord tarry, I don't believe he will, but I've thought about it. Should the Lord tarry and my children have children that have children? Great-grandchildren. Great-great-grandchildren. Should the Lord tarry? Now, because of technology... It's possible that if the Lord tarries, my great-great-grandchildren could go back and watch and listen and see something the Lord used you or I to do. Don't despise what God's taking you through. Don't be offended in it. Seek His purpose in it. The furtherance of the gospel. The furtherance of the gospel. I finish with this verse, 2 Peter. I'm sorry, 1 Peter, I think, chapter 4. Yeah, 1 Peter, chapter 4. Why don't you stand with me today? First Peter chapter four, verse six. Watch. This isn't Paul. This is Peter now. For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. There's the gospel again. Verse 7, and if this was true when Peter wrote it, it's really true now. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, as every man has received the gift. Even so, minister the same one to another Watch this line. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, how do you spend and use God's grace? Are you and I a good steward of the grace of God? Watch verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things... See, this is the focus... I know Brother Reuben said this. I just want us to see it in the word fresh and firm. Let him do it as the ability which God, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. It's about him. Now watch verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Verse 13. 
but rejoice. Whoa. Fiery trial, strange thing happening to me. Rejoice. Why? Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Now, it doesn't, if it stopped there, that would be woe is me, but it doesn't stop there. If we're partakers of his suffering, when his glory will be revealed, we'll be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. That's the next verse. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God, whatever you're taking me through, I trust you. However you're going to use it, I trust you. Whatever this is in our life, in my life, in my family, in my circumstances, in my situation, whatever this is, God, I trust you. You're in control. I submit it to you. I change my prayer, God. I change it from get me out to take me through and let your purpose be accomplished in me. I change it from fix it all right now, God, to Lord, use it according to your glory. Let the gospel be furthered through my life. Let my life be a testimony of your goodness and your power at work. No matter the circumstances of life, let the prison serve your purpose. Let the palace serve your purpose. Let the chains serve your purpose. Let victory serve your purpose. No matter the circumstance or situation, Lord, let it serve your purpose. Let the gospel be furthered. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Let my life be a living letter known and read of all men to the glory of God. Let my life speak as the oracles of God. Let my life minister as a minister of God. That in all things you would be glorified. That in all things anoint my mind and my eyes. That my perspective would come in alignment with your will in all of this. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is desiring to shift our perspective. He's trying to shift our perspective. My mind goes to the story, Sister Tickla Miriam, the wife of a man in Ethiopia. Mightily used of God. In time became the leader of the church in Ethiopia. During a time of revival when over 70-something thousand people were filled with the Holy Ghost. Had the revelation of the mighty God in Christ in less than five years. He found a piece of printed material that spoke of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God used it to illuminate him and him and his wife. Well, Ethiopia was not friendly to Christians. And it looked like his wife was going to go to prison. She was fretting it. She got a word from the Lord that changed everything. And she determined, okay, Lord, whatever your purpose is in this, I'll go. Just let your purpose. And she went into prison praising God. I'm going to be careful because I'll probably mess up the details. But I'll give you the overview of it. She ended up in a prison. They were packed in there as tight as could be. And as the story goes, they couldn't lay down and sleep 
So what they would do is if someone wasn't feeling or something, they would all cram together. So one person at a time would have enough room to lay down and rest. They were crammed in this place. And she just began to praise God and thank God. She started sharing the gospel with the lady. They're like, how can you be happy in all of this? How can you be joyous? Look at where we are. We're in prison. What and she began to share the gospel. And the Lord ministered to this woman. God filled her with the Holy Ghost there in that prison cell. And they began to tell somebody else. Before it was over, every woman packed in that prison cell, God had filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were praising God. Well, there was another cell. So they would, they would talk to the person around. Even though they couldn't see them, they would begin to talk to them. And it spread throughout this prison from this one woman. I'm not talking about back in Bible days. I'm talking about in my lifetime. They needed water. They said, well, we'll pray. They prayed. The warden came and brought them water. They needed exercise. They weren't being allowed out for exercise. They began to pray. They came and started letting said, I don't know why. You guys need to go out and start letting them out every day. God began to work on their behalf. After the Lord had done all this, filled all these ladies in this prison with the Holy Ghost, the warden came and said, woman, to Sister Ticklemary, ever since you've come here, it's been loud. You've caused me nothing but problems. I can't get rest in this place. Leave. You and all of you are gone. Just kicked them out of jail. Kicked them. Get out of here. See, she went into prison knowing God's got a purpose. I'm not prophesying prison on anybody's life today. <laughs> but sometimes there are things in our life that can feel like they're, it can feel like it's just bondage. Lord, why am I stuck in this place? Why am I here? Would you allow the Holy Ghost to change your perspective today? Or at least allow the Holy Ghost to begin to change your perspective through the word of the Lord that we've heard. God, whatever you're doing, help me to give me understanding. And if you won't give me understanding, Lord, just give me peace and use me and use these circumstances however you need to to accomplish your will. Could you begin to pray in your own words, whatever that, however that works for you and where you are? I don't know every single situation in this room.